my fellow Americans. This is uh, your president, George. You know, George W. Bush. Yeah. Um. Anyways, there's a uh, federal hate crimes bill that's going to be uh, hitting my desk in a couple of weeks. And uh, I tend to, and I intend to veto it. Yeah. And the reason I'm going to veto this, uh, you have to excuse me, this is not scripted. And uh, I'm kind of retarded. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about most of the time. But uh, the reason I intend to veto it is because uh, it's going to shortcut our troops in Iraq. Oh, wait, wait, that's the uh, federal war spending bill. No, this is uh, hate crimes. Yes. The, the reason I uh, my advisors are advising me to veto it is because, well... I hate faggots. This is the song, your crazy, crazy tranny song. This is the song for a crazy, crazy tranny. This is the song, a crazy, crazy tranny song. This is the song for a crazy, crazy tranny. Hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey. Hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey. And masturbating <laughs> from Portland, Oregon. Tranny Rec Radio. Hello, everybody. My name is Rebecca Nay, and you are listening to Tranny Rec number 58. Today is Saturday, May 5th, 2007. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Um, I know it's only been a couple of days since uh, we did our last podcast, but I've got a lot of shit to talk about and get off of my chest. And uh, first and foremost, and that's why I'm not going to do an opening song again, uh, we'll get back to doing some lighter stuff of a lighter nature. Uh, I'm probably going to do a Tranny Rick Raw really soon, just to lighten things up, because this show, this podcast has been pretty fucking heavy lately. And uh, I apologize, but today is not going to be any exception. But the stuff I have to talk about today is immensely important. And uh, that starts with uh, the first thing that I want to talk about, which uh, uh, my little intro leaded into with uh, the uh, horrible uh, and totally off-color Bush impersonation. And that has to do with federal hate crimes legislation. I've talked about it on this show before. Uh, Ethan St. Pierre, about a month or two ago, did a fundraiser on Trans FM where he pretty much spent the entire weekend behind a microphone raising money to get hate crimes survivors to Washington, D.C. And uh, there has been some news on that. Um, The latest news is that the hate crimes, federal hate crimes legislation has passed, and this is good news, the House of Representatives as expected and uh i don't think i have any applause sound effects here um no i don't uh we were or i'd play that right now so yay 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 the hate crimes legislation has passed the house uh then the 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 next challenge is going to be the senate i feel confident that it's going to pass the senate i really do uh and uh, and the re- and I the reason I feel confident 
is because, well, the White House has already made their comments. Uh, reading an article here from the New York Times, uh, talking about, um, uh, where does it say right here? And, for, and this is directly from the New York Times that uh, I will link on my show notes at trannyrec.com. Quote, the White House said the administration favored stiff penalties for violent crime, including crimes based on personal characteristics such as race, color, religion, or national origin. But it asserted, that, oh, by the way, did you notice gender wasn't even in there? Not gender identity, but gender. But it asserted that the bill was redundant due to state and local laws and of dubious constitutionality. If it reaches the president, his senior advisors would recommend that he veto the bill, the White House said. And the article concludes here by saying 25 Republicans joined the 212 Democrats for voting for the bill. 14 Democrats joined 166 Republicans in opposing it. I'd like to know who those 14 Democrats are. I really would. Uh, to make sure that they don't, that their uh, time in the House of Representatives end in 2008. Okay, so there you go. Um, not terribly surprising, but horribly infuriating. Um, the idea that our, the idea, I'll tell you what, I have criticized President Bush a lot on this program over the last year and a half that I've been doing Tranny Rec Radio. Uh, I've been a horribly, I, I am an avowed liberal, proud of it, uh, and, and espouse very deeply held liberal beliefs. I disagree with a lot of his policies. I differ with his policies. However, I have never espoused anything near to what I am going to say now. If President Bush vetoes this legislation, uh, not only is it going to be personal, I mean, his positions on a lot of things are inherently personal, but what he is saying, what a, pres a sitting president of the United States is saying, is that our lives are meaningless. Now, I want to go into this rhetoric, this smoke filled fucking rhetoric as to why the religious right, including our president and the Republican Party, uh, feel that this bill is unnecessary and of, quote, dubious constitutionality. Marty Abernathy has been doing a lot of blogging on this on transadvocate.com, and uh, she did a post a couple of days ago called... Uh, it was on May 3rd. The religious right fights for the right to hate. And I'm going to read what she has to say on this post. You know, And you know how much I hate reading on this show. But this shit has got me fired up. She, she starts. The title of this post sounds pretty inflammatory, doesn't it? But it's closer to the truth than the fiery rhetoric, half-truths, 
and outright lies that the Christian religious extremists are using to obscure the truth about H.R. 1592, the Matthew Shepard Act, also known as the Hate Crimes Bill. And then she quotes from the Traditional Values Coalition, quote, It is evident what H.R. 1592 is about. It's not about homosexuals and cross-dressers suffering with no food, shelter, or jobs. It's about preventing Bible-believing people and pastors from speaking the truth. That's a quote from the Traditional Values Coalition. Marty responds, The Matthew Shepard Act has legislation that has nothing to do with food, shelter, or jobs, and certainly nothing to do with restricting speech or making it illegal. And then she quotes uh, a, uh, a quote. Then she quotes Peter J. Smith, who I don't know who he represents. And Peter says this quote. Rather than prosecute all crimes equally as motivated by hate, House Bill 1592 would grant the federal government sweeping and entirely subjective authority to regulate the thoughts, words, and actions of American citizens who could be, who could be accused of hate crimes by opposing the lifestyle of a special class of citizens. Marty responds, that argument collapses in on itself when any semblance of logic is applied. Crimes aren't prosecuted equally now. Chanel Pickett's murderer, and this is a, a, a trans woman that got murdered a while back, and there's links on uh, Marty's website. Uh, Chanel Pickett's murderer got two years for being, for, uh, being strangled to death. Joel Robes' murderer received a sentence of four years for repeatedly uh, stabbing, stabbing her. If equal justice for LGBT citizens were the norm, this legislation wouldn't be needed. And that is the most effective argument against this smokescreen rhetoric that... Uh, that uh, that I have heard, and Marty, kudos to you. And I, I want all of you to go tra check out transadvocate.com. We, I had her on the show talking about this side a few weeks ago in regards to the uh, to Michael Savage, and we'll talk about. We'll follow up with that on a later show because something I've been doing some things on my end, but. Uh, this is just as much of a smokescreen of hate as the whole protecting marriage argument. Uh, Right-wing conservatives and religious extremists say they want to protect marriage. It ain't, a, and that ain't about protecting marriage. That's about saying that homosexual people, uh, gay and lesbian people, don't have should not have the same rights as others that their livelihood their quote unquote lifestyle should not be represented by society or i should say accepted by society at large it has nothing to do with protecting marriage and this is another smoke screen that i'm going that marty has already dissected 
the fact remains is most of these conservatives, especially the ones that are uh, serving in our in government positions, are smart enough to know that our criminal justice system is biased. They know this. Our criminal justice system is biased against gay, lesbian, bi, and trans people. They know it, and they don't care, and that is the reality. They don't give a fuck. What they really want is the status quo. They want, they support, deep down, they support violent actions committed against queer people. They support the idea that if somebody murders murders or commits assault against somebody because of uh, queer-motivated hate, that their sentence should rightly be less because they're doing society a fucking favor. Why don't you goddamn cowards just come out and say that? Fred Phelps does. And you know what? As much as I dislike Fred Phelps, I have a lot more respect for him than I do for you fucking right-wing cowards because he comes out and says what he really feels. He doesn't throw these goddamn smoke screens up to be politically correct. The reality is the reason you put up these goddamn smoke screens of this hate crimes bill is going to restrict free speech, the reason you want to use that goddamn smoke screen or the protect marriage smoke screen is because if your true feelings about queer people came out, you would be judged by society in the same way that Fred Phelps' organization is. And I'm Fred Phelps is the founder of GodHatesFags.com. And every one of you motherfuckers that speaks out against hate crimes legislation, this isn't just about marriage. This isn't about employment. This is about life. This is about living. What you're saying is that I don't have the same right to be safe as you do. And then if somebody kills me because I'm a transsexual, they don't need to have a stiff penalty. That they can have, their lawyers can go into a courtroom and use a gay panic defense and say that, uh, and say that, uh, that, uh, my client didn't know that she was really a man or used to be a man and it scared him so bad that he had to kill her. What you fucking conservatives are saying is that's okay. You need to go over and register at GodHatesFags.com and put your fucking names right there front and center. Because if you want to oppose a hate crimes bill, that's what you're saying. That's the position you take, and there's no way around it. This isn't about restricting free speech. Because as it stands right now, you can say whatever the fuck you want from your pulpits. You can say whatever the fuck you want on the streets. That's not going to change with that bill. We're going to continue to call you out for your hate speech and, and show society what negative repercussions your hate speech has. But you'll still have the right to say it. You'll still have the right to espouse it. And as long as you are not committing actions 
that's really what belies this. What you fuckers want the right to do is to not either support or commit actions yourself. Actions. Violence of hatred. That's what you want. You want the status quo where society says it's okay to commit actions of hatred against queer people. That's what you fucking want. You goddamn fucking bigots. Leave my fucking life alone. This goddamn hate crimes bill is not affecting you in any way, shape, or form. But it is affecting me. Leave my fucking life alone. Okay. That's all I've got to say about this. It's time to transition into a song and move on to what else I want to talk about in this show. song for the broken hearted A silent prayer for faithy parted And I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out loud It's my
Hello, this is Brian Boothby from America. And the center that I live and work at right now is in a security lockdown. That means I can't go in and out. And I'm super terrified. They tell me that there's a man outside in a lady dress waiting for the bus. And because of the man in the lady dress, men shouldn't wear lady dresses, you know. Uh, we're in a security lockdown. I'm super terrified. Uh, pray for me. Pray for me and the God and the baby Jesus. I hope that's a lighter transition from what we just talked about. <laughs> Brian, sounds like you've got some education. You need some education there. Um, Brian Boothby, uh, I found that clip, or I should say Brian sent me that clip because he got really terrified by an article that was written uh, a, a few weeks ago by a lady in... Uh, by a lady named, and I talked about her in Training Rec 56. Her name is Carol Hopkins. Um, and I do want to uh, issue a correction from that podcast. I said this uh, article was from, it was the Oakland, the name of the paper is the Oakland Press. I assumed this was Oakland, California. And uh, apparently uh, the paper is uh, out of uh, an area in, that's a suburb of Detroit, I want to say. So this is a paper in a suburb of Detroit in Michigan. Um, I think the town population, I can't remember the name of the town. It had a population of about $60,000 or $60,000, 60,000 people. They're all worth a dollar a piece. Um, so I just wanted to issue number one, that correction and just comment on a follow up on that. Um, I did send an email to Carol Hopkins, and uh, I, I posted my correspondence with her in the comments of Tranny Rec 56, so I would encourage you to go and read those comments. Um, I'm not going to read them here on the show just because i got other things to talk about, but go back and read the comments of Tranny Rec 56, which will show the correspondence that I had with this reporter. Uh, if you didn't listen to that show, basically what happened is a school in uh, a school in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, was locked down due to fear of a quote-unquote man in a dress waiting at a nearby bus stop. So I would encourage you to go read the comments on Tranny Rec 56. Uh, you'll see that correspondence there. Uh, I publicly called for that paper to issue a written apology in the... As one as a printed as a lead editorial, because apparently this story made the front page of this newspaper. Um, but they're not going to do that, and I'm sure they haven't. And I'm not sure how far I want to push that issue, considering that I don't know what the distribution of this paper is. Um, if any of you that live in that area of the country know what the distribution of this uh, Oakland Press paper is, let me know because if this is a if this is something more than some podunked ignorant ass paper writing a bunch of, about a bunch of ignorant ass shit, then uh, I definitely want to make an, uh, a bigger issue out of this. Otherwise, you know, it, it, you know, you, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. And uh, I think that hate crimes issue, the hate crimes issue, is. A battle that I personally want to spend more energy on than possibly this. So, 
anyway, that that's all I had to say about the yacht. Um, well, thank you, uh, Brian Boothby, for sending in that comment and voicing your fear. You don't need to worry that that article was bullshit. You don't need to be scared of men in dresses. Um. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that was Tranny Rick 56. Uh, Tranny Rick 57, which I did uh, just a few days ago, uh, featuring um, uh, John Ong and Monica Roberts. Uh, John Ong from Longline Podcast, Monica Roberts from the Transgrio blog. Their, their podcast their, or their websites are linked on Tranny Rick 57 show notes. Um, what did you guys think of that? For those of you that have listened, I, I, I recognize that not everybody has probably listened to it yet. Uh, you know, considering how short a time that I'm doing these two in between these two podcasts. But if you haven't listened to that show, Tranny Rick 57, the title of it is every is everybody racist. We talked, did a show about racism. Um, I want to know what you think about it. Um, I have, I am under the opinion and the premise that everybody is racist. And I'll tell you what, I got a voicemail. And this individual, David, from the Zillafag podcast is no exception to my uh, <laughs> premise that everybody is racist. And uh, nobody nobody does a better job of stirring up shit than Zillafag. Let's listen to what this whore has to say. Don't you dare play this on the on the show, Oops. you fucking whore! Uh, except that part. <clears throat> now the rest can. Um. Oh my god, I hated that little tranny whore bitch. <laughs> you know, there's so much hate. Uh, there's just so many things. And what he's talking about, he's referring to Monica Roberts. So that's good that you hate her, David. We know you're a loving and kind individual. Just so, so many things, you know? I mean, the whole thing, too, about, you know, this, yeah, it's all about the um, slavery thing, and they're, oh, God, you just don't know what's like being minority and blah, 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 and stuff like that. You know, I'm sorry, the biggest problem with the fucking black community is the black community, so get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Do not, you know, um even pull all that bullshit on me. I'm so fucking tired of it. So tired of it. So my ass. And but I did know. I did like the point at least that uh, brought up the uh, thing about the uh, Loretta Scott King, or whatever, um, and her stupid ass fucking daughter. You know. But, but he didn't really get to the point. The whole thing about blacks being not for gays is because you know. Blacks were accused of having sex with women before years ago, so they became all macho or some kind of shit. What the fuck was that? I'm glad, David, that you know why the black community is homophobic better than a transsexual woman who grew up in the black community. <laughs> Zillafag, the authority on race relations. Let's hear what this fucking whore has to say. <laughs> what kind of... What kind of weird-ass fucking freak-out theory was that bullshit? You know? How about just because you have a culture of, uh, that is, you know, the whole culture is fucking, you know, just totally, I don't understand. I don't know why. 
and I'm a white person, and I don't want to know. They are. They just, they do not even, it's a thing, kind of a taboo thing, and really it's kind of in the background, but they will talk about it just jokingly, but they won't admit it, and they don't, you know, I just, I just don't know. It really confuses. I want to know that. That well, you do want to know. more than anything. Okay. And I still, yeah, definitely share that prejudice against the, against, against the blacks. And I'm not using that up African-American bullshit. I think that's such a bunch of crap, you know, and all that everything. So, you know, it's like white, black, you know, Asian, whatever. That's what the fuck everyone is. They're Houston, we have a problem. They're not Asian-American. Also, duh, you're in America, whatever, you know. So what is a John on the uh, uh, China-Asian-American? <laughs> China, Malaysian, and American. I mean, <laughs> Chinese brought in Malaysia. You know, what the hell? Is it where you grew up and then came here? Does that count? Is it all just nationality? You know, um, yeah, I'm an Irish-German-American. I don't want to be called white. <laughs> oh, so many things. But it still was a good show, other than your sound sucked like hell. Um fucked. I hope they'll see you this weekend. I'll find out how you were fucking that all up. I don't know if you downloaded that other thing where you, I guess you were Ubercasting, but did you download the other file you're supposed to download? Yes, I probably did. Probably not, I think. That's probably why your problems were. But uh, we'll find out. Later, bitch. <laughs> so, David, thank you so much for sending me that voicemail. <laughs> so, David, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give props to David because he was the only one that had big enough balls to call in and leave a voicemail that represents, you know what, and, and a lot of this is going to piss you guys, a lot of you guys off, to leave a voicemail that represents what goes through the minds of a lot of white people. Yes, I said it. So, and if you want to call and disagree with that, 206 338 Two five six three two zero six three. Fuck me is the easier way to remember that. So, David, thank you for uh, sending that. I would say highly controversial voicemail. Um, I kind of told you what I. I, I think I kind of interjected my thoughts <laughs> into that voicemail. Um, boy, David, I love you, but. <laughs> And I would have called your ass out on this last night had I heard this voicemail yet before we talked yesterday. But it's good. I'd rather call you out publicly. Uh, boy, is this not an example of white privilege? <laughs> right there. Uh, part of the whole issue of white privilege uh, is ignorance. We don't know how fucking good we got it. And I'll, I can say this. As a trans person. Somebody who is visibly different on a day-to-day -day basis. I feel like I have at least a little bit stronger connection with people of color. Because I know what it's like to be treated differently every single day because of my appearance. And now, Monica talked about, she kept trying to correct me last week about how I, you know, individual prejudice is not racism. Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> that only racism exists on an institutional level, or at least that's the perspective 
uh, of the black community. And uh, yeah, she did. And uh, another person left a comment on uh, the Tranny Rec 57, Is Everybody Racist? And this was Dace. Uh, so Dace said, he got through half of it before Monica really started to piss me off. I would have loved the show if Angabong was the only guest. No one can speak on the entire race of a minority, only give personal accounts of things that happened to them. And I replied to Dace. I said, Dace, while I agree that Monica did come across as speaking for an entire race, I am sure that that was not her intention. However, by bringing her on my show to talk about racism, I put her in that position. While I know a few African Americans that would disagree with a few of her points... She definitely had an insider's view of the African-American community and its culture. I brought her on because I thought that perspective was valuable. And I do. I do agree. I do believe that perspective is valuable. Uh, I thought that what she had to say last week was immensely important. Um, white people, myself included, we get so uncomfortable talking about race because collectively we feel guilty we do we do we feel guilty about what our ancestors did and the way we deal with that guilt is trying to run as far away from it as possible uh you know we get annoyed when black people bring up slavery it's like oh, i didn't have anything to do with that that was my ancestors why are you blaming me for slavery and i don't think black people are blaming us directly us individually for slavery but because of the institution of slavery that happened only 150 years ago because legalized seg segregation was only 40 years ago that the that still has an impact on race relations today white people get over it it's true we need to continue to have this discussion and I'm glad that David sent in that <laughs> comment that a lot of people are going to see as horribly offensive. Uh, but uh, so bring it on. Come on, guys. 206-338-2563. We've got, I want to keep this discussion going. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I want more feedback, uh, please. Website changes. Um, I still have that boring-ass theme up. <laughs> I'll get around to eventually. Uh, I don't know. I might event just put up a theme and then work on the logo around it uh, and just put a boring title. I, I'm tired of that boring WordPress theme, so I'm hoping sometime this weekend to make some changes to trannyrec.com to make it a, lore, a little bit more visually appealing. Um. So, yeah, so that's still in, in process. I wanted to talk briefly about an article that I got, uh, I would say, about a, a week ago, a little over a week ago. Uh, I got this from a coworker uh, about a, uh, a L.A. Times sports columnist who is transitioning on the job. Yes, an LA, a sports columnist for one of the biggest newspapers in the, co in the country. Uh, her name is Christine Daniels, and I'm going to put a link to the article where she pretty much came out to the entire country. 
Uh, I'll put that link in the show notes of trannyrec.com. And, oh, my God, it is a very well-written piece. Very well-written. And uh, I would encourage you to go take a look at it. I'm going to try like hell to get her on my show. I, I have, as of yet, have been able to find an email address that goes directly to her. But I assume once she gets back from her uh, leave, because she's taking a leave of absence from the paper, uh to uh to you know to just just to kind of go through the the process of getting ready to go full time and uh i want to applaud her i mean that is just bravery in its most incredible manifestation when i came out and went full time almost 5 years ago uh i only had to do it to my co-workers that I worked with in my department and that was one of the most difficult things I've ever done um, and one of the most scariest things I've ever done um, this is a trans person this is a trans woman that's coming out to the entire country it doesn't look like she's getting as much publicity that uh, Susan Stanton got down in Largo Florida for getting fired because she was transitioning but Nevertheless, I want to try and get her on my show. I have a ton of questions to ask her. I, I just want, I want to say publicly that the L.A. Times is awesome. Uh, I applaud what you are doing and publicly supporting this. Um, the feedback it has been very mixed. She's getting a lot of support and a lot of homophobic uh, comments. Um, she does work in the sports community, which tends to be very homophobic. Uh, so I'm going to be following this closely. She has a blog, uh, and I'll try and find the blog link. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I'll try and find the blog link and link that in the show notes as well. But she has a blog that she's going to be doing through the LA Times as well, and she's been posting on there quite actively. So, uh, Christine Daniels, you're brave, and I applaud the LA Times for publicly supporting her. All right. Um, I want to give a few shout outs. Um, before I go into emails, I want to give a few shout outs to uh, a few of my Freak Network members. I've been uh, going to thefreaknetwork.com and uh, trying to listen to some of the other podcasts that are on there to get, kind of just get an idea of what's going on in my, fa in my Freak Network family. And I want to give a shout out to Marie. From the postmodern sex geek. Uh, she hasn't podcasted in a while, but the last podcast I did, uh, I made the mistake of listening to it at work and it got me so turned on. <laughs> she talks about sexual related things, uh, you know, as her title of her podcast says, The Postmodern Sex Geek, and she read a porn. And she reads – it's a porn that's directed towards women. Uh, women the, the audience of this porn is women, and I've never heard anything like this before. Most of the porn stories that you run come across on the net are really written for uh, a male audience. And she reads and talks about porn that's directed uh, towards a female audience, and I'm totally into that. Marie, please do another podcast soon. Uh, this is from a listener that's anxiously awaiting your next podcast, and I think this is one of the few podcasts that I'm going to listen to while I'm at home 
at night before I go to bed and I'm getting ready to masturbate. Whew. Tigger from the Tigger cast. Uh, really enjoying your show, Tigger. Talking about... Uh, uh, it's an it's an audio blog, and you guys know what I how I, how much I love audio blogs. Uh, Tigger lives in the L.A. area, and just kind of talks about uh, issues that uh, he faces, and uh, he seems to be very open. I've only listened to a few of his uh, his shows, but uh, I really like what I'm hearing from Tigger so far. So TiggerCast.com, and I'm the all these freaking all these links to these shows are going to be on my show notes at TrannyRec.com. Uh, the last freak network person that I want to plug uh, in this episode is Matthew from Spanking B. Arthur. Um, Matthew uh, has OCD. Uh, it's another audio blog, and he did a, a, a show about OCD, a, a, a obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, very fascinating and very revealing uh, just a a deep look into the life of somebody that's living with something like that. Oh, and that would fucking suck. Um, but no, the podcast doesn't seem to be about him just bitching about OCD. He he's he's all over the place, kind of like this one is. The show is, and uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Matthew from Spanking B. Arthur. I think he's even plugged to my uh uh show uh on one of his podcasts. So yeah. So those are the three Freak Network shows that uh, I would encourage you to go take a listen to. And just like what I've been doing with Trans FM, uh, I want to get Freak Network people to come on my show, too. So uh, we can have one big orgy. All right. Uh, the last person that I want to plug who is not a member of the Freak Network, as far as I know, is Marina from the I Love Lard podcast. I haven't listened to her yet. Uh, but she created a women in podcasting page that I will link on the show notes and uh, her podcast. I love lard looks very interesting and I can't wait to listen to that. Um, and so let's see here. Let's go in to, uh, my emails. I've got a few emails I want to breeze through. Let's see, is there anything else that on my show notes that I haven't talked about up to this point? No. Let's go into emails. The first email is from Debbie. Debbie used to go by the name Chrissy, uh, but what she told me is the reason she doesn't use Chrissy anymore is because <laughs> she shelled that name because it sounds like it's an old lady name, <laughs> which... You know, uh, she's she's really young, but Chrissy is the author of the wonderful theme song, the Hey Rebecca, Hey Rebecca, Hey Rebecca Nay, that people love, and I love it. That is an awesome theme song. I think I have one of the best theme songs in Podland, so not to brag, but yeah, I'm bragging. And Chrissy, I have you to thank for that. You are fucking awesome. And she says she wants to refurbish my theme song to make it sound, the, the, to improve the audio quality of it. I haven't really noticed any horrible audio quality-ness to the current theme song, but if she if she can spruce it up and make it sound even better, <laughs> hey, I'm all for that. So, Chrissy, I just wanted to give a shout-out to you. Chrissy is starting a new podcast. It's called, I don't know if I like the name of her podcast, but... 
I'm going to support her anyway because of the support she's given to me in this show. The name of the podcast is the Chicks and Dicks Podcast. Chicks is spelled with an X and Dicks is spelled with an X and it's Chicks and the letter N Dicks Podcast. And right now she's got it hosted on MySpace which has probably got to be the worst place to have a main page for a podcast. So, Chrissy, if there's any way I can help you out to get your podcast, use MySpace to promote your podcast. I mean, that's what I that's the really the only reason I use MySpace is to promote my podcast and talk with a a, a few MySpace whores that won't use anything other than MySpace. I hope you're not one of those, Chrissy. Get we need to get your podcast on to like WordPress or something, uh, and I, I'm willing to help you do that. Oh, and uh, I have no doubt that Ethan would probably. Well, I don't know how Ethan's going to feel about the name Chicks and Dicks, but I'm sure he would welcome you onto Trans FM. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, Chrissy, the author of my theme song, has a new podcast, Chicks and Dicks podcast. I'll put the the link in the show notes. Right now it's on MySpace, and uh, I'm going to help her probably. I'm going to help her out with that if she's willing to take my help because she's done so much for me. Anyway, all right. So yeah, I'll uh, Chicks and Dicks podcast from Chrissy. Uh, oh yeah, I've been uh, corresponding with Daniel Spiro, who is the uh, uh, the uh, producer of Sister Paula's uh, podcast and cable access program. Um, as I told you maybe a couple of weeks ago that, uh, we did some filmings and, uh, the first, uh, the, my first appearance on Sister Paula's podcasting cable access program will air in the Portland area on public access during the week of May 22nd. So again, my, my first appearance on Sister Paula's podcast, well, Sister Paula's cable access program will air in the Portland area during the week of May 22nd. Uh, that particular program is already up on her audio podcast. So you can go to Sister Paula. If you, if you don't live in the Portland area, you can go to sisterpaula.org right now and, uh, download the audio podcast. Um, if you live in the Portland area, you can go to her website, and it has right there on the front page. It has the TV listings, the times, and the channels uh, when you'll be able to catch that uh, program. Uh, uh, I think we did two shows. The first one is about labels, and the other program is going to air in the Portland area in June. So good. The May, the week of May twenty second, uh, you'll be able to see my mug. Uh, in the Portland area on cable access. So, sisterpaula.org. Go there for details. Or go to my website, trainingrick.com. Have I, have I promoted my website enough in this podcast yet? Uh, Kenneth from The Flatest Show is looking for sponsors for the Easter Sills Walk. He is trying to raise $150 or more. Um... There will be a link on my website. I think you know the name of my website by now um, to donate. So in the show notes on my website, trannyrec.com, you can go donate. Then uh, that's Kenneth from The Flatest Show. I think it's theflatestshow.com. His show is linked in several places on my website, uh, including the show notes. <laughs> go to trannyrec.com. 
Uh, another email. Joshua Clip uh, from... I had Joshua Clip. He is a trans man, a, a, a musician, a trans... A, a trans <laughs> he's a trans musician. Uh, he's also a trans man. But uh, I had him on my show. I interviewed him on Tranny Rec 39. Uh, you can go, just go to hit the, on the, in the search area, you can just type Joshua Clip, or you can just go to Tranny Rec 39 and listen to jo- listen to Joshua Clip's story. Um, he just released his new album called Won't Stop Now, and I have to say, oh my fucking God, it is awesome. It blew me away. Uh, and I'm going to have him on my show in the near future, within the next couple of months, to promote his album, play some music, what have you. So, uh, Joshua Clip, uh, cutelittlewhiteguy.com, I believe is the app, the website, but that'll, of course, all be linked on my website. All right, that's, I think I'm going to wrap this show up. I have nothing else to talk about. I think I got everything off of my chest. Uh, my email is trannyrec at gmail.com. Website is trannyrec.com. Uh, voicemail line again is 206-338-2563 or 206-3-fuck-me. Uh, I would love your comments on the subject of racism or anything else we've been talking about in the last couple of shows. And, uh, I hope I was able to at least end the show on a lighter note. Um, but I'll tell you what. The whole issue of hate crimes upset, you know, people opposing hate crimes upsets me greatly. And if you are a progressive and or a queer person, it should upset you too. And if you are complacent, then you are complicit. So do something to oppose this. That's all I've got to say. Let's end this show with a song by Joshua Clip off of his new album, Won't Stop Now. This song features Catastrophe, another uh, 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 trans male artist, the musician that I featured in one of his songs in my last show. The name of this song is Butter. I love all of you. And until next time we do a show, go fuck yourself. First met, you had me catching sparks. We were leaving marks and doing it in trees and parks. Or parked cars or even at the back of dark bars. Doing it all day like porn stars. I got my Mars and Leo. And you knew how to stroke my ego. We go down like when the needle hits the record. Let's reconnect and light it up with all due respect. I might just suggest that tonight it's not just sex, but the love of your life. In the beginning when we first met. We couldn't get enough of each other or enough of it. Felt so comfortable It's so natural We went from Saturday To Sunday, Monday, Tuesday And by Wednesday We couldn't let go Didn't want to go Reflecting on the memory Has me yearning for what used to be Remember when we first fell in
Joshua Clip featuring Catastrophe. You can find that song and his album, Won't Stop Now, on iTunes and CD Baby. Oh no, I'm filled with super sadness because this show is over. But that's alright, we'll be okay because we can listen to this show and others like it on thefreaknetwork.com. Oh... 